Hi, so you did something exciting yesterday. What was that? I did. I went and got my COVID shot. Yes, last night. How was that? Overall, it was a super easy process. You know, I walked in, got checked in, walked into another room, and they gave me my shot all within like two minutes. And then it was very quick. And, you know, I didn't even feel the needle when they did my vaccine. And then I had to sit and wait for 15 minutes for an observation period. So it wasn't terrible. And how did it feel like on an emotional level getting it finally? It felt relieving. Um, I feel like I'm able to breathe now and not have to worry about catching COVID as easily and bringing it home to my kids as easily as before. And um, so how are you feeling now? Okay, so today I had my, I had an awful headache. Um, I've been sneezing. I've been I have had a running nose, and um, so I took some allergy medicine because I thought you know it was allergies because our weather likes to change. But the allergy medicine did nothing. So then I took two Motrin a couple hours later because my headache was just nonstop. And that finally got rid of my headache, but I'm still sneezing, still have a slight runny nose. So I'm, a, I'm assuming that it's, this, it's all the side effects of getting the vaccine yesterday. Yeah, oh, probably. Um, oh, I know for sure I, headache is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and my arm hurts. Not the injection well, site, yeah, I mean, but down below my injection site, but that's with every vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of that muscle that they go into really does not like being poked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being poked either, but yet here we are. <laughs> um so which which one did you end up getting? So I ended up getting Pfizer and it's the one that I wanted. I didn't want Johnson and Johnson due to you know, other lawsuits and with their baby products. And my thoughts are, if they can't get baby products right, then I don't want anything in my body made from them. And then I, and then I wanted Pfizer over Moderna because the Moderna, now if you Google and everything else, there's very, very small similarities between Pfizer and Moderna. But one of the biggest differences is the Moderna gives you 100 milligrams or whatever term that they want to use of virus, whereas Pfizer only puts in 30 milligrams of the of the virus or whatever they use. So, I mean, Moderna is over, over tripling the amount of COVID virus that you're exposed to for marginal results I think they said that Pfizer was 95% effective and Moderna was 94.1% effective 
that's very interesting now i mean obviously these are i want to call them preliminary results there i mean there's it's research and there is um so much that goes into research and these are just my feelings and why i chose the ones that i did i mean my grandparent my grandparents got moderna and um somebody else I know got Moderna and they've been fine with it. But my, my personal choice based on the research, the little bit of research that I did was I wanted Pfizer. It's, it's just interesting. It sparks my uh, biotechnology brain and this is not a direction that I had planned on going with this, but now you've uh, brought out the nerd in me. Um, Is there, um, choice of uh like that's that is a huge huge range of different levels of exposure and it is it sparks that um hmm, uh, reaction to me of why brand is um because i mean they're all built on the same basis well um, moderna and uh, the pfizer are built on the same basis the johnson and johnson isn't um pfizer and what is the johnson and johnson not a rna vaccine no it's something different i pretty sure i seen i have now I'm thinking I need to go do some digging. Yeah, um, you should do some digging on it because it's quite interesting between the three different vaccines and what each of them are saying. Yeah, because that's um, especially just between the two, which I know are built on the same basis. Um, because, like, I mean, the flu vaccine is based on the same ground. Um, level like uh methods it's it's you know taking a virus taking the um the receptors that would normally bind to your body and recreating those so that your body um creates immunity because they're not live vaccines um and um you know building immunity that way like artificial immunity through similar receptors and things like that um and one of the other I'm not, yeah go ahead sorry i said and one of the other big differences between the two of them is moderna you have to wait 28 days 28 days between two, the two viruses the two vaccines and pfizer you only have to wait 21 days so my second dose is April twenty third. Yeah, I mean that that definitely makes it a um, what is the word I'm thinking? Of? Uh, we should stop doing it so late at night so we both have like processing power. Um, that would make it a more prime choice for in situations like when in here where you want to get the people vaccinated and fully vaccinated, fully protected as quickly as possible. Um, right. And, I mean, they definitely they definitely need to be thinking into that. If the method the one is proceeding, especially with a lower amount of exposure, exposure is getting people quicker. We should be you know focusing on those kind of things versus 
um, large amounts of exposure, maybe at the end of the day, when, you know, we have a larger population of results, might be a little bit more effective, but if it's taking such a large amount of um, exposure and a longer time frame, is it really um, much more effective? Because are just one small part of effectiveness. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really too sure about that. But I also know from doing my own research, too, where Pfizer is able to be given to children 16 and older. And, I mean, 16 isn't really a child, but, you know, still. It's a step. Right. And Moderna is only available for people 18 and older. So I'm not really sure why we have such a difference in ages, too. I mean, and it's only two years, but still, that two years is almost neg neg negligible because there is not much difference between a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, I'm assuming it comes down to liability and them just putting fine print on paper, but... Um... Yeah, that's very interesting. You are making, gonna make me go and do like a whole entire research paper on this. <laughs> um, but um, so headache, kind of normal um, vaccine side effects. I mean, we all know that when you get a vaccine, often you get symptoms of whatever illness you. Or vaccinated for that's that's part of building immunity. Your body has to go through the immune process, right? Um, I'm just telling so, you why I feel better. Yeah, and um, so it sounds like you had a very um, successful experience so far. I mean, you're only 24 hours in, um, but. Um, and then we, um, you know, we talk about uh, children, which, which brings us both into our, you know, our future research endeavors of trying to figure out whether or not we give this to our children and which of our children gets it and which of our children doesn't. And, you know, how to go about really making that decision um, because, you know, making the decision for ourselves is one thing um, and we can, you know, make a, a partially or a like we both talk, talked about like quick research or small amounts of research but obviously we're not making these decisions for our children on small or quick research um so i know you have an appointment sooner so what do you plan on discussing uh when you talk to your doctor um, so i definitely want to see what my doctor thinks about the whole covid or you know not just um, not just Annabelle, but for Jacob and Crystal, because I know my cardiac team will give me some loose recommendations. However, there is no vaccine yet for children. So at this rate, I'm just going to continue to research and wait to see what happens with the clinical trials and which ones become approved for us to get. And, you know, I'll see what our cardiologist says. And it's a... 
It's a decision that I'll make later when I have to. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be interesting to look into, is it just a North America thing where we do not have a children's vaccine or is it a worldwide thing where we do not have a children's vaccine? That I'm... I don't know that. I know that they were working on clinical trials, but I don't know how far it's made. Because I mean, well, that, that will be another research endeavor. Yeah, everything with this is a research endeavor. Um, yeah, so I, I plan on for sure kind of just casually like like you said just casually approaching the conversation because obviously there is not going to be any set in stone answers coming from any um, care teams right now um, because we don't have anything um, to give our children so they cannot speak on research and things because we don't we don't have any um, for our children um, but I mean Obviously, that time comes closer and closer and closer. This is the conversation right. that we need to continue to have. Um, oh, absolutely. But I'm also hoping that Pfizer or Moderna can come out with a one-shot and done for kids. That way they're not, you know, missing school for more than one day or they're feeling crappy for more than one day. And, you know, oh, for yeah. For some of our kids, you know, especially Crystal, I know she hates getting any kind of shots. So for me to even give her the flu shot, I have to bribe her with, you know, ice cream or a gift card to someplace or, you know, whatever it is that she feels that she needs to have just for getting a shot. Yeah, that's um that's a huge thing. Like, so I don't know with Annabelle if you did the RSV, um, the monthly. It is a immune booster. I don't really know what they classify it on, and um, but we did that over this winter, and it was brutal. Vaccine, like I I know people talk or well we're gonna call it a vaccine, but it's not a vaccine it's just for lack of a better word i'm gonna call it vaccine um but yeah so it's um it's it's another one that really has you know the side effects it's you know redness kind of in the area it's often quite painful it really stings when it's going in they can get headaches and things like that and it's um yeah and then you go in every month and it is a dose by weight and you as the weight goes up you get more because you need a certain dose so Elliot because he is a chunky boy need two needles every month for like four months and it was I skipped the last month I'm going to be open and honest there because it was and I could not imagine having to isolate and, you know, um, do all these things with like the COVID vaccine. I don't know what it's like down there, but for here, I'm pretty sure they have to isolate for like their two weeks of stuff. It's kind of crazy. Um, I'm yeah. not, like, I think they can go to work, but they have to like, it's weird, the rules around it. But yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that with a kid uh, as well as on top of the, you know, the side effects and then to just do it 
all over again among yeah no we don't have to we don't have to isolate down here but i mean america in general hasn't really been taking it taking the virus seriously so i mean so and a lot of people have but then there's also a lot of people that haven't so i'm not speaking for the entire country but you know we don't have that role right now and a lot of our places are getting a lot more lax with requirements and stuff like that yeah it's um certainly is a a constant battle of what is too much and what is not enough um because i know there's definitely um and then there is as a broad spectrum of people like i i have a friend who had covid and he definitely thinks that nobody is taking this seriously enough and then um there are people who i have who think that covid is just like still think that covid is just people putting the fear of god into people like what like you cannot be serious right now um so it's it's there's still such a broad spectrum of people um so there's definitely definitely places who have found that happy medium but right now where it's just like you know everybody's just kind of pulling ideas out of their butt and trying their best to um i don't know like a lot of things don't make sense but then i understand kind of where they're kind of like well let's try this and see if this works right oh i agree um i know one of the businesses here they uh they don't care if somebody in your household gets tested for covid unless it comes back positive so um chrissy had got tested for covid because she came in within six feet of somebody who had covid thankfully she didn't get covid but we still had to be tested for it and even though the business knew that we were being tested for covid i was still need to go into work and my thing of it is is if i'm still at work i'm still exposing people I don't even know what the results are for my child. But yet they yeah, weren't. Just, uh, but because, you know, we didn't get a positive, they didn't care. If it would have yeah. kept them positive, then I would have had, had to quarantine. But by that time, it's too late. Yeah, but, you know, do now, think later. Yeah, right. I mean, and we're definitely on the other side of that where, like, we're not considering the business people. Um, my parents were just talking about this today where they're, like, um, because they're shutting down the businesses that aren't the issue. Um, and, like, so there are small businesses that are saying, we'll take the fines. We're not closing. Um because they're tired of being shut down and they're going bankrupt anyway so if they're gonna go bankrupt they might as well go bankrupt fighting <laughs> um you know they're they're these are small businesses that are you know they're taking their precautions and they're buying their absolute best um and you know there are shops that have had no cases and you know 
um they're small and they're distancing or like booking one people at a time and like really doing everything they absolutely need to be doing and then are you know still struggling well you know these multi-million dollar companies are being allowed to continue to operate just because they're deemed essential when the other things are not um yeah it's just i think we really yes. we really need to be starting to I think like what they need to be doing is focusing on a small business model and really supporting those small businesses because those small businesses, they're not going to be having large numbers of people in their stores. They're not going to be, you know, they, they're going to be taking things seriously. They're often family owned. They have families that they are caring for. They don't want to bring things home to the family. They care about their staff. They care about their customers. Um, out of all the people, they're going to be doing absolutely everything to the toppest notch to make sure that nobody gets sick. So we need to be like focusing on small businesses and, you know, really just promoting them like your small farm grocery stores and things like we don't need big box stores we need to be supporting our local farmers and you know farmers markets we can do farmers markets with keeping six feet distance um and especially with this like the weather getting nicer um you could totally like just do like an outdoor grocery shop <laughs> right like, why is that a thing um you know and um you know you still obviously wear your mask and stuff but you're outside the droplets change once you're outside it's a completely different um you know spread um environment too far into that but like it does change things it's safer and um you know then you just like keep your six feet different distance which is really easy outside you can spread people out as far as you want when you're outside um and you know wearing your mask so when you're dealing with people you're not in the thing i mean there's so many opportunities for contactless payments now like there's square companies that can um you know allow these small businesses to take credit card and contactless payments like so you don't even still need you're not requiring people now to use cash they can still whip out their credit card and tap it on the little square you can sanitize the square after <laughs> um and i'm not going to sit here and like i saying i have all the answers i'm just saying like there are definitely things that we can be doing better as a worldwide or not even just like a canada u.s thing it's um there's totally things that we could be doing better but we're still we're stuck in this like big box store era um and it's hard and then people are talking about like ordering online and things and it's like uh amazon is a mess i don't know if it is in the u.s but amazon is a mess the prices have went to poop and the selection of things like amazon used to be that thing that you could like literally like search anything and you could probably find it now you can hardly find anything and if you find it it's probably from a third-party seller and the price is ridiculous so like i haven't bought anything from amazon in months are we having technical difficulties 
Oh no. Um, I'm still here. Um, okay. I just sorry. Want we have been having technical difficulties recently. Right now, I uh, was checking on the kids, and they both fell asleep again. So we're all good. But good yeah, kids. it's just the amount of businesses that have different rules, and they're following different rules, and you know. It's just amazing that that everybody is still able to function. Because yeah. quite frankly, I don't I don't know how some pe some people have managed to get out of things as well as they have. Oh, and like that's a great point too. Like, so this is what you're talking about is like these rules. So I mean, here we're much more of a like province wide slash Canada wide. Like Canada does have their own rules, but then each province has uh, rules based on their specific levels. Um, it, it is now region wide um, based on what zone you're in. We have a system. Um, but anyway, um, so like I went to our local Walmart and I'm telling you people are like wall to wall lined up around the store and they're yeah. just now going out and like lining people up. But then they're letting like couples and families in when like one person walks back out. Like there's no way you're at your capacity numbers. And like all of our, all of the big box stores are like that. Like who is enforcing these rules? Like it's, it's all fine and dandy that you put like limitations on the amount of people that can come in stores. But if you don't have people enforcing your rules, and why do you even have the rules? Why do the rules matter? Right, like it's it's absolutely craziness. Like, and then you're you're pushing people to get vaccines, and we're rushing vaccines. And like, I know that they're still doing things safely, but it's definitely has been rushed, and there definitely has been stats that you know maybe maybe should have been. <laughs> Don't know all of the details, but I definitely am uneasy about how quickly it has all came about. Um, but we're rushing this. But in the end, is it really going to make a difference if, you know, the big box stores aren't doing their part at all? Like, uh, most of the grocery stores um, that are, like, medium to large range, but aren't, like, the top, like, so, like, uh, just for comparison, like, our Metro versus our Walmart metro like sanitizes the belt in between every single customer like you are made stay six feet back from the like belt um, right your groceries sit in your cart until the person in front of you has paid and the person sanitizes the belt and sanitizes everything else then you walk up you load your groceries and it repeats at walmart they sanitize everything once every like 30 minutes yeah, now like our one of our WalMarts just got busted for being unclean and having rodents everywhere. So I mean, if they can't even follow basic health and safety um things, you know that should be common sense. Like if you got rats or mice or whatever it is, you should probably get it looked at. And if your pest control people aren't doing their job then you need to fire them and find somebody else so i don't even understand how people think it's okay to go into these stores when they're not even passing a health and safety check 
and we want them to be up to COVID safe compliances. It's just, I just yeah, don't know. Like, it is ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just, you know, another person. Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah. And obviously we don't power over that. And we don't know every single aspect of every single thing, but it's just, it is, it's definitely hard as, um, you know, those people who are trying to be careful. Like I, I refuse, like, as a lot of people do, I refuse to live in fear, but at the same time, I am cautious. So, oh, I like, definitely agree with that. I mean, take the kids to the store, but I don't take the kids to the store all the time. <laughs> oh, I absolutely agree with that. But, like, so America pretty much shut down in March. So Annabelle had her first open heart surgery in December. So from December to March, we were already quarantining because of being the flu and cold season. And I wasn't really going anywhere. I wasn't taking the kids anywhere because, you know, Chrissy was in school and I figured we'd end up with the flu and cold, you know, and we did. But by not going anywhere, it definitely minimized our exposure so then when we when March came around, we were all ready to go mini golfing and we were planning a whole bunch of stuff for the summer and then we got <laughs> shut down. So it wasn't too fun. And now we're finally getting to the point where we feel comfortable enough to Burnett and I to go out to the to eat at a rest at a sit down restaurant. <laughs> I mean, we're not taking the kids, but Ned and I can go. Okay, there we go. We're finally back, I think. Oh, jeez. I didn't realize you had gone off. Did you hear everything that I said? Yeah, it, uh, it is having difficulties. I'm not quite sure what's going on again. But basically, I got the gist of what you were saying. So... Um, you know, you were quarantining because she was, um, serious and, um, but then, um, you know, and she had an upholding open heart surgery and then you finally got to the point, uh, where you were feeling comfortable, um, going out and that was kind of where it pooped out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, we finally decided around March that we were going to go out. We were going to do golfing. We were, we planned trips to the zoo and the aquarium and all of this great and wonderful stuff over the course of the summer. And then COVID hit and we got quarantined again. So it wasn't up until I want to say January or February when we, when Ned and I actually went and had a sit down meal at a restaurant. So we quarantined for over a year. And after a while, it just, it drives you crazy not being able to go out and socialize. I mean, we're humans. We're social creatures. It's not okay if we're not being, if we're not social. Yeah, we're like, I don't want to say we're like herd animals, but like if you look at other, um, 
mammals in the same subspecies like we're very much um like community based and um you know very much like everybody raises the children together and everybody shares the meals and shares the food and hunts for each other and things like that um and it is it is definitely a weird thing to be um so isolated and solo um it's definitely not in our nature Oh, absolutely. And I fully think that being this isolated is hurting everybody's mental health. Absolutely. And like mental health is, we know very much is linked to your physical health as well. So if your mental health is bad, then your physical health is bad, which in turn lowers your immune system, which just doesn't help the problem either. Yeah, so there's just a lot to this virus, and I'm just hoping that we can get enough people that want to take the vaccine so that way we can start to open back up more and not have any more lockdowns, and we can start living life again. So how many have you had? Two? You guys have had two? Because, yeah, so we're on our third um do you see um, america back into a third so i think we really only had one i don't know because each state is like doing things different and then yeah. of course we had our president trump saying you know it was all a hoax and that got his supporters thinking it was a hoax and not taking things seriously. So I don't know. We've been basically locked down since March. You know, we've had restrictions on how many people can be in a building. We've had restrictions on how many people we can get together and gather. And we've had restrictions. We've had all of that since March as well. But like we've had like three total, well, not total lockdowns, but three lockdowns where we've basically shut down large sectors of what they class as non-essentials now the non-essentials have changed every single time uh, but basically we've done like oh yeah we only- <laughs> we've only had one of those and even now um they're saying that non-essential businesses can open up, but if they can work from home, that they're still supposed to work from home. Now, I'm an essential pl- employee, so I didn't have the luxury of being off or working from home. I had to be in the office every day. Yeah, I um, my husband works in a toilet paper factory. He, funny thing enough, he work, he makes the toilet paper for the u.s like they don't even make canadian products um but they're deemed essential um so they um you know they uh he's been working the whole entire time my dad works in a metal free uh making like shark parts and stuff so he's been working the whole entire time so the only person in our kind of like small little households um despite the fact that we are two separate households but we might as well be one um is like my mom my mom has been on off on and on but it's off and on um but yeah it's 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 insane 
oh watching everybody yeah. talking about being off and working from home and i'm like we're just kind of business as usual here right and that's the thing but i appreciate your husband there was so many toilet paper shortages here in the u.s <laughs> that it was absolutely ridiculous like i don't understand why everybody needed to go out and buy toilet paper it was um. so- yeah, it's crazy. They make toilet paper that no one uses, though. Like so, it's like the Scott one ply. Yeah, well, I mean, you walked in. If you would walk into our uh, grocery stores to pick out toilet paper, there'd be like one or two on the shelf. Yeah, um, I mean, everybody was buying whatever at that point, but I just—it's really, yeah. really funny. Absolutely crazy. But I don't know. Um, I'm just hoping that we can get the our people vaccinated and the people that want to be vaccinated can be vaccinated and it creates a herd immunity with the people that, you know, are absolutely refusing to get the vaccine for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm hoping that the people who... Um, you know, are refusing, are refusing for the right um, and not, like, as, again, as somebody who has had vaccine injuries and um, is very much a, a neutral person in that um, this is not the time for anti-vax um, in any way, shape, or form. So, I mean, I'm hoping that people are really when they're making that decision or making that decision out of like pure necessity um because even again somebody who has has had lots of vaccine injuries is still considering getting this what i would consider experimental vaccine right so, um you know i'm hoping for sure that people are really really researching and really thinking about this and um, you know, obviously still making the decision that is right for them. But I think my baby is awake now. Oh, no. Um, so I guess we can cut it off there. That way you can go tend to the baby. And Annabelle's kind of up and wants to cuddle herself. Yeah, so joys of kids and joys of doing these things at 11.30 at night. But um, thank you, everybody who has listened. And thank you, everybody, for your uh, ongoing support. And I hope that, um, you know, if you've listened and this has been helpful, that you pass on the information. Um, and I will be doing some research and I will be writing something up and posting um, so hopefully you can find some good, solid information there if you are confused or unsure. Um, and we'll probably have a second podcast on COVID vaccination when yeah, I go for my second shot in about three weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody have a good night. Good night.